Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, the podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And now you too can experience the plot of Home Alone by renting out the house from that very movie on Airbnb. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard about this. I feel like they did this kind of thing with like a blockbuster at one point we talked about. Yes, yeah. That sounds very yeah. familiar. So it seems like this is like a marketing thing. Uh, pretty much you can rent out for four guests the McAllister residence for one night on December 12th for $25. And I'm sure there's like a lot of like hidden fees there. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably like and, per second. Yeah. And a $1,000 cleaning fee. Yeah. Right. <laughs> per person. Yeah. Now, here's the question. Does it come with booby traps? Or do you have to set them yourself? I saw that they were going to have the Christmas decorations everywhere. Okay. What I would want to know is, is there going to be Nerf guns? Hmm. Or anything like that, you know? There should be. Didn't he have, like, Nerf guns in the, the I movie? Think, I think so. It's been a really long time, though. <laughs> and is there any, like, Nerf darts or whatever the hell they're called hidden under a fridge or something uh-huh. from when they did the movie. Probably not. those things you don't find. They're yeah. like the other sock in laundry. Yeah. You will not find them for a while. That's that's fair. <laughs> Do you think they're also uh, hosting entries for people to be the criminals? To terrorize you while you stay there? That's the, they don't tell the four guests that, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. There's also going to be two people who are trying to break in all night. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a really big not escape room. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like the opposite of an escape room. I mean, room. I'm into this. Yeah. That would be a fun game to like make this house. Yeah. And then it's like an escape room, but you have to keep two people out. Yeah. That could be like a like a, a reality show. Yeah, they, they could. I'd be interested. Each episode is like different contestants mm-hmm. and whoever does it for the longest period of time yeah. wins. Yeah. Or they get to go on to Home Alone 2, the reality show. Yeah. (laughs) Or they graduate to being the criminals trying to break in. Maybe. That could get weird, though. You can get real intense, and if you don't succeed, then you die. That seems like a lot. They will kill you. I don't know about that. (laughs) It's like a pretty heavy consequence for a reality show. It would get what viewers. Is it? Though. Was it like Squid Game or whatever? It would get viewers. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. It would get. It would be a mini Squid Game. <laughs> yeah. It would be the stepping stone. Okay. To getting our very own Squid Game. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I'm sure you could find people willing to. Oh, I'm sure. Do it. Yeah. All right. So anybody interested, you have like less than a week. Yeah. Check so it out. Get on that. <laughs> Let us know if anyone tries to break in. Yeah. We have a lot of catching up to do this episode. Yes. Uh, apologies for any listeners. Uh, we have had a hectic last month. Mm-hmm. We went out on a family weekend and my niece betrayed me. She got me sick. She betrayed me too. And so I have been MIA trying to recover from her the, betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> to recover the, from her betrayal. To, to put it simple. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have not been recording. I apologize. But we are back. And uh, we have a lot of good shit this episode. Well, this, this next month, right? We yes. Got 
No Way Home coming out. We have plenty of stuff we're talking about with that today. So yeah, uh, let's get into it. We have a bunch of stuff we have to catch up on watching. So let's get the rundown of stuff that we're interested in watching that's either come out recently or going to be coming out this week. Yeah. Uh, for me, Cowboy Bebop hit Netflix on the 19th. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City has finally come out. We did see that. We will talk about that. Came out on the 24th in theaters. Mm-hmm. We'll let you know, spoiler free, whether it's worth watching. Yeah. Very excited to find out uh, on the 1st. Mortal Kombat Battle of the Realms, which is the second animated movie as a sequel to the Scorpion's Revenge, I believe. Okay. Uh, came out to HBO Max. It's an animated film, probably about an hour and a half or so. And I just found out, of course, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season 15, premiered on FX and, of course, Hulu the next day on December 2nd. So I cannot wait to watch the new shenanigans that, that the gang gets into this Hell season. Hell yeah. It's been a while. I saw like a tweet or something from rob McElhenney that said it was now the longest running live action sitcom yeah i think we talked about that yeah. back when it was like officially yeah passed with the episodes or mm-hmm. i think it was like the season announcement yeah made it that yeah it's pretty crazy mm-hmm. yeah i remember watching that like when it first aired and yeah. it was like such a no-name show yeah it was very such like a, low if you watched it or if you, met some, if you met somebody who watched it, it was like exciting because yes. not a lot of people did. Exactly. It was like the hole in the wall. It's like the dive bar. Yeah, yeah. like the place <laughs> that like not very many people know about, but it's like really cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, I have a few things as well. Star Trek Discovery season four premiered on the 18th of November on Paramount Plus. Uh, we haven't started watching this one yet, but um, we'll get to it at some some point soon, hopefully. I'm excited for that. Um, Hawkeye started up on Disney Plus November 24th. It premiered with two episodes. Um, there's, uh, three or four now? Something like that? Three. Three episodes now. Um. Out of six. Out of, out of six, yeah. We're halfway done already. It's the shortest so of all of the, uh, if you, Marvel stuff. If you hadn't noticed it was coming out, it's out. Go check it out. Um, Lost in Space Season 3 came out on Netflix December 1st. And it's the final season. Yes. Um, and... Okay, Voir, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, (laughs) V-O-I-R, this is coming to Netflix on the 6th, it's a documentary series that looks at uh, different cinematic moments that I guess had a really big impact on filmmaking and movies and pop culture in general, like going forward after that movie happened, so that'll be pretty cool to see, because there's definitely some clips, there's a clip from Jaws, Mm. there's... Different little snippets from a lot of different movies that we're fans of. So, it oh yeah, be I mean, fun. Jaws was a huge impact. Yeah, I remember there being like a story, whether it's true or not, about like an old woman who had a heart attack and died. Oh my gosh, watching Jaws or some shit like that. It's terrifying. <laughs> and we just discovered today, Tiger King: The Doc Antle Story is coming to Netflix on the tenth of December, which is good because we were wondering. So it seemed like he. Kind of fell off the planet, and we want mm-hmm. to know. This is the yeah, silver. We, we've pony been watching note. the Tiger King season two. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that one next episode. Yeah, but I did notice he was he specifically was missing from all right. of the storytelling. Yeah, of each person. Which, in case people don't remember, he's like the older guy with the 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 gray ponytail. He, and he had the, the weird he had the crocodile hippie, Dundee hat. He had the hippie sex cult. Yes. <laughs> Plus I'm gonna tigers. sum it up for everybody. Yeah. Like, oh, that guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm very interested to learn yeah. more about Apparently him. Apparently there was enough 
crazy shit with him after the fact that they were like, let's just make he our needs own, his own show. sides yeah. <laughs> Tiger King for him. Yeah. And coming out in theaters, Being the Ricardos is a story, it's a uh, dramatization or whatever about uh, the life of, the life and relationship of Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball, which I know you're going to laugh at me, but I was a big fan. So it'd be, I think I'm, I'm interested in checking that, sh- that movie out. I guess you could say you love Lucy. I guess you could. (laughs) That's coming to theaters on December 10th for anybody else who was a fan. I would say you have a lot of explaining to do. No, it's explaining to do. But (laughs) it's pretty self-explanatory though. Yeah. Um, a few notable mentions on here. DC's Stargirl Season 2 is now on, or it will be on HBO, HBO Max December 10th. And oh, gonna... We haven't even started that one. I've been, <laughs> I, we... I always see that. I go, oh yeah, I gotta watch that. And then I never do. Didn't we watch like one episode? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. I thought we did. I would know if I did. Okay. All right. Um, and then anybody who's been waiting for it, Supergirl season six is now on Netflix. This is as of November 17th. So Complete, right? Complete they had, season. They had like the first half because they did that weird zigzag yeah. filming yes. with that and the other show. Like Superman, whatever yeah. show. Yeah. And his boys. And his boys. <laughs> Superman and his boys. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it was called. Superman and Lois, right? And his boys. Oh, okay. <laughs> they should have just called it Superfam. I mean, missed opportunity. Right? Um, and also, Masters of the Universe Revelation Part 2 is coming, or has already come to Netflix um, November 23rd. So if anybody was waiting for another segment of that, it's there for you to check out. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Abridged version, but we cr- tried to mention if most of the things that came out during our little mini break and coming up soon. All right, a couple of announcements. Shang-Chi 2 has officially been confirmed to be in the works. This is via deadline. So we are going to see a sequel for the newest addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, duh, right? Yeah. I mean, I felt like, uh, <laughs> oh, was that not official? Yeah, I kind of just They assumed. literally had end credit scenes tying to sequel yeah. concepts. So yeah. it seemed like it was an obvious, but yeah, here we are. Uh, also, Chucky, the TV series on USA and Sci-Fi, is renewed for a season two. Boo! Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I think I already yeah. said it. I, I actually just finished it. I, I overall liked it. I mm-hmm. think it was good for what it was. Mm-hmm. All right, moving into some of our other stuff. Uh, more Mar- Marvel news. Charlie Cox is apparently returning as Daredevil. This is via Cinema Blend. Uh, apparently, Kevin Feige said, If you were to see Daredevil in upcoming things, Charlie Cox, yes, would be the actor playing Daredevil. Where we see that, how we see that, when we see that, remains to be seen. Okay. I feel like, again, it feels like a... Duh. Yeah, I feel like that he has a uh, it, Charlie Cox has a very strong following of like there's people who are very very opinionated about him being that character. Uh, yeah. Well, also it just feels like it's kind of like that situation where it's like there's so much hinting I guess on social media about it that it just feels like it, it seemed like yeah, we don't have an answer, but like we kind of feel like we do. Yeah. And maybe it's like the Mephisto effect that we just have believed 
so long that it just becomes true to us, but it's not true. But, yeah. like, I feel like it is. Yeah. So, I guess that's confirmation. That he <laughs> it will. seems like it's confirmation. So, also to point out, uh, in that video where he's saying this, Amy Pascal is with him. Uh, and when he says, when we see that remains to be, uns- or remains to be seen, uh-huh. she giggles. Oh. Which could imply she knows it's going to be tied to Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which there are the heavy rumors that he's in No Way Home. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of talk about that later with the... Yeah. And, of course, we have the trailer. That was yes. the biggest thing that happened while we were not around. Yep. Of course. So, uh, we'll definitely be breaking down that trailer, talk about all of our theories and all that stuff. I mean, it could just be nothing. It could just be because she just knows, but it has nothing to do with Spider-Man. But yeah. But just seemed like it was an interesting observation. Yeah. Also, returning in the MCU, Kobe Smulders is, re- is going to be playing Maria Hill yet again in the Secret Invasion series on Disney+. Plus. Okay. This one seems like a big dud to me as well. Yeah, and of course she'll be joining Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Of course. Which we, you know, last saw the squirrels playing them and I think it was Far From Home's mm-hmm. end credit scene, right? Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe they won't even be them. Maybe they'll technically be squirrels and oh, yeah. we just don't know. I don't Could know. Could be, yeah. That's going to be a whole lot of fun of who's who in, yeah. that, in that series. Yeah. A little bit of Star Wars news, which we usually don't get a lot of these days. Uh, the Ahsoka series has finally cast Sabine Wren. Uh, actress Natasha Liu Bordizo will be playing the, the fan favorite character from Star Wars Rebels in the Ahsoka series. Okay. Which last we see, she is hanging out with Ahsoka. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And kind of ties to where they could be going with the story of this. Yeah. She was in Guns Akimbo. She had like a reddish, pinkish hair situation going on in there. Oh, is that who she was? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at her filmography. I didn't recognize her from a lot of things. She's in but a, that um, one stood out. Yeah, she's in another newer thing. And okay. Yeah. But that was the most, uh, that was the name that stood out the most to me because yeah. that movie was ridiculous. Well, I mean, this series should definitely put her name on the yeah. map if uh, yeah. it's not yet. So HBO Max apparently canceled the, the Game of Thrones prequel, one of the Game of Thrones prequel series after spending $30 million on the pilot, apparently, according to the former Warner Media chairman, Bob Greenblatt revealed this in an article. Um, I guess they had spent, he said, they had spent over $30 million on a Game of Thrones prequel pilot that was in production when I got there. And when I saw a cut of it in a f- few months after I arrived... I said to Casey, this just doesn't work, and I don't think it delivers on the promises of the original series. And he didn't disagree, which actually was a relief. So, I guess that's nice that you just had that $30 million to just burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I read that, I was thinking to myself, it must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I left it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and finish my thought for me. Yeah. <laughs> crazy yeah it is very crazy uh kind of similar basis only the opposite amazon prime apparently is in negotiations to make a mass effect tv series according to deadline amazon was pleased with the success of wheel of time which is a a show that recently came out i don't know anything Um, about it but i think it's based off books and it seems to be popular it sounds familiar yeah um because of the success of this series they are looking into more projects that are similar, 
and Mass Effect is one of those projects. And they've been in talks with EA to try and get this to happen. I mean, really, Mass Effect is like any like space colonization show. So I mean, it's it's like what Star Trek, Star Wars yeah, for yeah. a newer audience, yeah, right? A yeah. younger audience, exactly. A different platform, I guess, because it's yeah. gaming that it's it's bonkers. Yeah, maybe not even younger, because like yeah, people. just a different <laughs> a different audience medium of yes. users. Yeah, yes. which I mean, I'm interested in. I would definitely watch it, but. That might be cheating because I like the games. So <laughs> yeah, even Andromeda. Um, huh? To be fair, so I'm... you're a fake fan because no. you liked a game that you're not supposed Andromeda to like. Andromeda was the only one that I actually got to play the whole thing of because. Oh, so now you're also a fake fan because you didn't even play the other ones. I've played. So you have two of fake the hate for the ending of Mass Effect Three. No, I don't. Because <laughs> I don't because know what it is. I don't even know what yeah, that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I've played part of one and part of two. When three came out, fans of the franchise were so upset with how it ended Mm -hmm. that they demanded they change the ending. So Game of Thrones then? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now I see why you put that here together. Full circle. Thank you for doing that for me. Uh, Yes, I guess that's accurate. Okay. Uh, I think they actually did it though. I think they did make DLC. Oh, right. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't hate Andromeda as much as everybody else did, but I didn't, I wasn't like a hardcore original Mm. when the game came out fan because I wasn't a gamer at that time. I have a theory. What? The people that hated it Mm -hmm. are the people who wanted to see alien titties (laughs) because I think that was something that was not what they had in the game, right? The Andromeda didn't have all like the... The, the in-depth relationship dealings right, yeah. with the sex scenes that you can there, yeah, manipulate. Yeah, there were some sex scenes, but they were very, very minimal input very from the user. Yeah. 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 So there you go. I yeah. just cracked the case. Yeah. The people upset were like, well, where's my video game porn? Yeah. <laughs> this game is terrible. Yeah. I wanted to have sex with an alien via video game. Yeah. As soon as I found out, I stopped playing it, you know? <laughs> Uh, And just before we get into our Spider-Man No Way Home trailer breakdown, which is what I'm assuming most people are here listening for, Mm -hmm. uh, there was some news from Amy Pascal, which he was being interviewed by Fandango, that they are working on a new Spider-Man trilogy starring Tom Holland with Marvel. Mm -hmm. So, implying it's a part of the MCU. Yeah. It's another trilogy separate from the current one. Uh, which I guess implies maybe it's a different time period. Maybe he's no longer in high school. It's going to be him in like college maybe. Yeah. So the conversation is actually very interesting with Fandango. Fandango asked, you know, as you wrap up this trilogy of films in collaboration with Marvel Studios, then they're cut off. Amy Pascal says, can I say something about that? Fandango says, sure. And she responds with, this is not the last movie that we are going to make with Marvel. This is not the last Spider-Man movie. We are getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. It just isn't part of dot dot dot. We are thinking of this as three films and now we're going to go on to the next three. It's not the last of our MCU movies. This is interesting to me. What is this part with the it just isn't part of dot dot dot? 
I noticed that in some news reports about this conversation, Mm -hmm. some of them have that. Other ones seem to conveniently delete that part from her quote. Yeah. It's, I mean, it seems like it's like a pause to me. To me, it feels like she's about to say something, realizes she shouldn't, and then shifts her conversation over to just a general sense of, we're making three other movies. Yeah. So what phase are we in right now? Is it four? Yes. So maybe that's where she was going with it. Like, it's just not part of phase four. Maybe they'll be part of phase five. Who knows? Well, I feel like... If there's even a Maybe this is is me looking for, like, wanting my theory to be right. Because I'm very... I I fully believe that Sony is taking Spider-Man back to their quote-unquote universe for Mm -hmm. now. I think he will be a part of the MCU still at some point. But I think they're plucking him out to do their own thing. And he'll be back at some point in whatever plot point narrative to do a, you know, big event film with the rest of the... Marvel characters. Yeah. But I kind of wonder if she's about to say it just isn't part of... And then something about the MCU. And then she changes her mind from saying that. Because it seems like the narrative seems to be... They're still in good terms with with Marvel. And they're working together on more movies. Yeah. I don't know. It could be nothing. Maybe she just misspoke and corrected herself. It. I think you're right that it's probably a, that she paused because she was going to say something and she realized she shouldn't. Mm-hmm. What that something is is very unclear to me. But... Now, now, here's the funny thing about that concept, if that's truly what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this also could just be fake. But uh, the Hollywood Reporter has also reported after this case that Sony insiders have told them there are no official plans for a new Spider-Man trilogy. So, either Amy Pascal spilled the beans too early, mm-hmm. or the Sony insiders don't know what they're talking about. Because mm-hmm. you would think of anybody who's going to know, it's probably the person in charge of Sony yeah. who's directly dealing with this stuff over who knows who the fuck and Sony insider means. You know, that could be either a janitor. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody who saw a piece of paper on the ground. I don't know. I'm just saying, it does leave the question of. Did she slip and say something she shouldn't have? Mm-hmm. Was it a... You know, I, these are my two questions that popped up, I guess. Is, one, is she just oblivious to what she can and can't say when she interviews? Like, did, maybe they are working together and, and brainstorming a new trilogy, but, like, there was no official word on anything, and she wasn't supposed to say that, but in mm-hmm. her mind, maybe it was no big deal and you could. Or could this be a, a strategy that she had to kind of force marvel to continue doing more movies with them because the marvel movie because the spider-man movies under marvel's production have been so fucking successful right yeah so what if though i'm gonna go back to my idea of where it being like the next phase or whatever what if she potentially is referring to like young avengers do you think that's possible or like another team-up type trilogy where he's involved but so he's not the main character you're implying spider-man would be a part of the Young Avengers? I don't know for sure. I, I feel like he's kind of older than that now at this he, point. He is. He was literally a part of the Avengers. I know. And But I felt like it also kind of seemed like they were setting him up to the, be the leader of a younger crew. Because he's still in high yeah, school. Yeah, you could argue that. And they have a lot of animated shows where he's the he's grooming to be the leader of yeah. the Avengers or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, it's just a thought that I had. Like, if maybe she's saying it's not, maybe the next trilogy isn't a Spider-Man trilogy. It's a group or a team-up trilogy. And he's just part of it. Yeah, see, well, I mean, my logic is she's referring to both him interacting in the MCU and also interacting in the Sony-verse. Okay. But you are right. Maybe there's a third category of it is the MCU, but it's not directly Spider-Man movies. Right. He's doing filler stuff Mm -hmm. where he's a cameo or -hmm. something before they do a official trilogy of him again. Yeah. Um, But I have to assume they're taking a pretty decent break between the movies. Yeah, I I mean, they're going to, I can't imagine we're going to see any announcement of an official, of a official Spider-Man 4. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're going to you know, call it a four. Yeah. Um, before like five years. We'll say three because they're, they're probably going to want to announce it long before it ever is. Fair enough. And then realistically going to be made. Yeah. And then by that point, he would definitely be too old to be leading the Young Avengers. Yeah, I think they're going to use him as like, you know, we've said it before. It, it's the, the heavy rumor and like. Theory is that he, they're setting up secret wars. Mm-hmm. And that would be a way to bring him in to get mm-hmm. the symbiote suit with Venom yeah. and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's an easy way to bring him in and explain, well, why hasn't he been around in the MCU? Yeah. You know, like, you could pop him in because of the, the whole plot of secret wars. Yeah. And then that way they can both play in their own sandboxes, but also come together whenever they feel like it. Yeah. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's also been talks, too, that he's like not sure if he wants to continue playing Spider-Man. Tom Holland. Oh. Like, yeah, I don't know. The recent interview, I don't remember who it was with, but he did say something about not wanting to basically limit his ability to... You know, he doesn't want to be typecast and... Right. I mean, let's be honest, you already have been. I yeah. Mean, you're... <laughs> Move on from that dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. It just, it's a lot of, he said, she said, I guess right now. I'm just curious if it's like a, she wasn't supposed to say it and she knew that, but she knew it would also give them leverage maybe mm-hmm. to pull Marvel into doing more movies that would benefit Sony since they right, make right. more of the money than Marvel yeah, does. Yeah, that's true. That's possible. All right. Well, I mean, I'd say we've talked enough about Spider-Man No Way Home, but, but we haven't, we, we haven't even scratched the surface yet. We did get the final. We finally got the trailer. What, like a month before the movie's supposed to release? Mm-hmm. We're literally in a position where the movie comes out in less than two weeks. That's crazy. We just got our trailer a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I, I think. So here we are. Let's get into this. Let's break down the fucking. Let's do it. Let's break down the Spider Man No Way Home trailer. Yeah. Um, let's start off with the suits. They've shown two different suits in this trailer. We saw them, I think, in the first one, but we get a better grasp of what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get our typical Spider-Man suit, which I, I can't tell if it's like his Iron Spider suit we've seen in Endgame, or if this is a this is just his normal Spider-Man suit. But mm-hmm. it seems like it's an Iron Spider suit, unless it's all kind of blurred into one thing now. Yeah, it's It's the nanotech say. for sure. Yes. So I guess that's implied the Iron Spider is just a part of his regular suit then. Yeah. By how that works. So, we have that suit, but we also see this weird black and gold Spider-Man suit. Mm-hmm. The rumor on the internet, or should I say the web... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ...is that this is just his normal suit, 
flipped inside out. And he is just wearing it this way. I'm not quite sure why. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people are saying it's like maybe it's a a thing that to protect him against Electro's electricity. Mm -hmm. Um, But like isn't his suit, I guess it's not rubber. So I guess that would make more sense. Because if it's nanotech, it's not rubber. Right. Yeah, but that suit doesn't look rubber to me. I feel like it kind of looks rubber on the outside. The interesting thing about this black and gold, it, it does kind of make sense that that's what that would be because you kind of see the circuitry all around the suit. Like it is, you know, something you would see on like a motherboard or something. Okay. I see what you're saying. But I guess if you look at it from another perspective, those markings can look like runes or like magical letters or whatever, like symbols potentially. Mm, it, and I, I disagree. I don't okay. I, I mean... He clearly has some kind of wrist device yeah. that has this magical ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked very similar to like when Doctor Strange does the sling circles or yes. whatever, if you want to call them. I agree with you there. I think he does have some device. Mm-hmm. What that device does, what its purpose is, I have no idea. But obviously, magic is going to help out in some way for him. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe it amplifies his suit's ability. Maybe it protects... Maybe that's what protects him from electric electricity. I don't know. Possibly. But it does... I, I'm on the page that it's probably his suit inside out, which would be an easy, clever way for them to have a new suit without having to actually have a new suit. Okay, but just playing devil's advocate here, in the comics, he was constantly creating new suits for himself. Oh, yeah, and he and even so- has a suit that's specifically to fight Electro. Yes. He's got this rubber suit. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think some of the... Spider-Man video games the, have The video it. games have it, yeah. yeah. Um, so just, I was looking into this a little bit, and I found that um, there's a an issue in uh, to, a 2011 Amazing Spider-Man run that in which he loses a battle with Scorpion, and therefore loses his spider sense. Was it a bet? I don't, I don't think it was a bet. <laughs> but something happened, and he lost his spider sense. Okay. And then he was forced to, uh, so he was... Okay, so he was forced to create a shockwave, I guess, because uh-huh. he had a bunch of incoming spider slayers. I don't know if that's like a specific villain, because I'm not that familiar. Uh, they're robots, okay. assuming they're the same thing as from the 90s cartoon. Okay, so there's a bunch of spider slayers coming in. He had to activate a shockwave to stop them. Which would make sense. And in that process, he lost his spider sense. Okay. Okay, so when... Well, so he, what does Scorpion have to do with that? Because he was he was involved in that battle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he was... Well, there is a Scorpion spider slayer, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, so the plan worked, but inadvertently he lost his spider sense. And so he had to learn how to operate without it. And then he created a black and gold suit, Mm. um, that he ended up, uh, he, there's like a fairly obscure villain named Massacre who was holding up a bank with, with hostages. And so Spider-Man's thing was he, in, he tried to stop him and he couldn't, but somehow, so he went back and he modified the suit again and then it became a bulletproof suit. And then he ended up using it. This is in that issue that he adopted the no one dies motto, which included villains. And so it would oh. kind of match with some of the things that he said in the trailer, potentially. Okay. So obviously it's not going to be exactly that yeah, story, but, but they're going to, I feel like they're going to they pull some things from that issue. In, they pluck things from all different concepts of Spider-Man, but yeah. Yeah. That's, so a, I, was, that's a good catch. Thank you for having that. Yeah. You're welcome. I uh, did not know that. It was the, it's called the Spider-Armor... MK2. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Okay. But 
I'm assuming it's a Roman numeral number, but <laughs> also uh, people who are may not listen to our gaming section, but just interesting fact, mm-hmm. they are releasing both these suits in the Spider-Man remastered on PS5. You have to pay for them. No, they're free. Nice. Okay. But people are upset if they oh, have they PS4 because they can't. Oh, it's only, it's only PS5? for PS5. Oh, it's not fuck for PS5. that. They had some kind of reason why, but it was basically BS. We just don't want to give it to you. It sounds like bullshit. They try and say it's because of the way that they have upgraded the game and need to... Perf- That's whatever. bullshit and they know it. Stabilization of the game, but like, it's basically just don't want to... They want you to go buy a PS5. Oh, fucking rude. As if you could. We already have one. I'm not going to buy it. People. Yeah, yeah, Other people. I know. I'm just saying. They need to understand households that only have the have one already aren't going to go buy a second one just to have a fucking... Special outfits. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm being bitter that I don't get to experience those outfits. Okay. I was Do like, you not understand I, my point now of view I'm here? Now I'm like, okay. well, I'm thinking like, we have a PS5, yeah, but what's the problem? But I don't play on the PS5. Yeah, okay, I play on well, the PS4. You can. You can. Uh, not... You could try out these suits on the PS5. Sure, fine. That's I will allow point. it. That's 15 minutes <laughs> max <laughs> on a Tuesday at 3 a.m. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> right after I, I will bring the stopwatch. No need to bring your own. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, so getting back, so these are basically the two Spider-Man suits we've seen this mm-hmm. season. The reason I think it is the one that's flipped inside out mm-hmm. is because there are these two gray, kind of thicker stripes down his chest, mm-hmm. which do kind of line in with what his normal suit looks like mm-hmm. having that. Yeah. I can see that. I still, I think it's a different suit. I mean, it could be a co- like a combination of the two ideas where yeah. it is his suit flipped inside out and then what your concept is, it's he is modifying modified it, the suit yeah. to do whatever the purpose is that yeah. you just, you know, yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Maybe the magic plays into that somehow. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. So yeah, we we at least have two suits that we know of. Mm-hmm. And of course, every Spider-Man movie they want to change the suit, right? Yeah. So gotta have a big closet. Mm-hmm. One question I have for you as, regarding Doctor Strange. Maybe you have some knowledge of this with your research. Okay. Why does he have the Eye of Agamotto in this trailer? I don't understand. Is is he holding just the case? Because theoretically it would have been inside, mm-hmm. which we know from the other movies that you know, right. Thanos takes it or whatever. Yeah. But does he now have it turned back into a stone and is protecting it? Or does he just like the case? Is he just holding a case for the shits and gigs of having it? Is there something else in there now, maybe? I know. I think that's a really interesting question. I don't... It doesn't... Or maybe, maybe that alone has powers in itself. I always just took it as yeah. like, it was just... A powerful case to protect the stone from harming anybody or or doing anything but yeah maybe it in itself has powers beyond yeah. what people should be tampering with okay so according to uh comicbook.com um there's various different things saying that basically the eye of agamotto is its own separate artifact and has powers of its own okay without so, needing the time stone so maybe we will experience those kind of powers throughout either this one or the next Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, and also if you think about it, 
is, I don't know, open up this can of worms, but technically Steve Rogers returns all the stones. Mm-hmm. So. Well, to their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So theoretically, depending on the situation. To their timeline, yes. To their timeline. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, but there was the whole thing where when Thanos destroyed the stones. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're getting spoilers for Endgame. Oh, if people yeah. haven't seen Endgame. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you're here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, the idea was he snapped them into, like, he destroyed them, right? Or at least he said he was trying to destroy them. But all he did was turn them into, like, a atomic level of existence. Yeah. So they weren't stones anymore. Right. But eventually they would theoretically form back into their stones, right? Yeah. That's true. Unless that's all completely thrown out the window with the events of the Eternals or... What's happened in Loki? Like, it, uh, there's all these things now mm-hmm. that are like bigger scopes. So, like, yeah. maybe those just don't matter anymore. Yeah, I think probably the most likely scenario is he just has the artifact because he always did, and there's just no Infinity mm-hmm. Stone in it, and it has some other kind of power. To you just stone. have to assume there is an answer as to why he's wearing it. Oh, of course, Marvel is not just oblivious not about. Oh, we forgot. You know, there's a big there's reason. a reason he's wearing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, okay. Those two things are basically just the cosmetic side, I guess, of mm-hmm. this. Let's get into the plot. What we seem to believe is the plot, at least. Mm-hmm. Beginning of the trailer, Strange says, When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, we started getting some visitors from every universe. And then they show... This basically is a big chunk of the trailer is mm-hmm. Doc Ock and Green Goblin showing up on that freeway we got in the first trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is Doc Ock and Spider-Man flipping around, fighting, mm-hmm. what have you. So presumably that's when this all starts up. Mm-hmm. He starts seeing these villains come in, which all apparently are Spider-Man villains. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is also... Like, the trailer is laid out weird because at the end is when he says they're starting to come through and I can't stop them or whatever. Yes. I feel like that belongs with this. I don't think that takes place in the order that it does in the trailer. They probably don't take place in the same order. But, like, they're obviously putting it in an order to tell us what the the plot should be. But, like, we're obviously going to know it's probably different. Yeah. I don't know if I agree that that's exactly what that goes to, but I do think that... Things are definitely mixed around. We'll definitely see that with some of these other scenes. Yeah. He continues on to say there are others out there and we need to send them back. So pretty much the plot seems to be whatever they did trying to make people forget Peter Parker or Spider-Man fucked up. And now there's Spider-Man villains coming through. Yeah. A multiverse terror in the universes or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. What I don't really understand is, is it only Spider-Man villains because it was a spell about Spider-Man? Or is it just, is this a multiverse problem in general? That's where I want to know the bigger scope of this. Is this yeah. going to be tied to events that have happened in other properties? Or is this going to be a standalone problem for Spider-Man? I think it's got to be tied to other stuff. But it doesn't make sense that it's only Spider-Man villains. So I think you're right. It's going to be... Because he's the one that was involved in the spell, and somehow it's centered around his existence. Like, not... That's being, all I can assume, Like, he's but... not a Nexus being, but something like that. Like, he's basically the anchor for the gat, like the tear. Does that make sense? Well, but... Um, he would be the anchor 
I would assume because the spell was about him. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was just not that he's like a. I don't Wanda think. No, no, no. Type yeah, character. that's what I was saying. Like he's not a Nexus being, but that in only in he is only in that he's the center of this tear. Mm. Okay. Not not actually that type of being like Wanda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just struggling with my words, so. <laughs> So then we get a scene where Doctor Strange is basically telling Peter, MJ, and Ned that he wants them to Scooby Scooby do this crap, <laughs> which is a nice little pop culture reference there. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I guess fixing the problem. Yeah. Now, does that imply find out who is behind all of this? That sounds because like that's like that's, that's a Scooby Doo thing, right? Thing. Pull off the mask. Who's who, really behind who's it? Who's really behind it? Exactly. Which. I'm going to say, that's a very Mysterio-feeling moment. Yeah. You know, Mysterio, he's all about illusions, right? Yeah. That, that's That's kind of to me. He's like, oh, is Mysterio part of this now? Mm-hmm. We don't know if he's dead, right? I mean, we're pretty sure he's not. Well, I mean, some people say he is. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's not. It's up in the air. I don't yeah. know. So, I mean, presumably, the Spider-Man crew is the ones who are going to be taking care of fixing the villain problem, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... We also kind of get it like a vibe that he is going to go against Doctor Strange, right? We have from the trailer one and now going into this one, we have like moments where he seems to go against him mm-hmm. uh, as far as, I guess, I don't know, capturing villains or like yeah, allowing um, them to go back. So that because they, they, presumably they're all going to die, right? I mean, with the exception of a couple of them, Ock uh, does tell Peter he is flying out into darkness to fight ghosts. Which kind of implies, like, to me, implies, like, you know, enemies that, like, are destined to die. Yes. I mean, we know Doc Ock dies in his mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Goblin dies in his. So, do we Who think are the others? Who do we have? Sandman, Electro? I don't remember if Electro dies, but, like, at the very least, he, he, like... Went to jail. Withers right? away as electricity. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We have to still watch that one yeah, again. Yeah. But I don't remember if he dies. So, I mean, okay. So, really, that makes it even weirder because that's only two of five so mm-hmm. far. Yeah. Sandman, Lizard, both were... Sandman just kind of, like, sandstormed away. Yeah. And then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I missed the opportunity that they didn't play that shit whenever he was in yeah. in that movie. <laughs> Maybe they will. We'll talk about that later, yeah. too, actually, on our... <laughs> Reviews. We, we, we talk, we'll talk about Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Uh, the old one. Uh, so, yeah. So that's kind of a misleading concept because like not all of them died. Only some of them. Unless these are not the same exact versions from those movies like we're being led to believe. Maybe yeah. they are variants of those versions. That's what I'm wondering. If this is all related to um, their, their variants that veered off the path and they were going to get pruned anyway because of the whole loki situation oh so okay well let's just put a note now spoiler warning for potentially loki okay sorry it's been a while so i didn't think about it It has been a long time and again why are you here if you haven't watched loki (laughs) um okay so you're thinking maybe the events of loki could tie to why they are in existence and not, I guess, well, you know, as we know, as pruned. Right. Yeah, possibly. Because maybe that does not exist the anymore isn't with the a thing. Yeah. situation we have from Loki. Yeah. Okay, that's a possibility. 
I'm leaning toward they aren't going to tie to Loki because it's still Spider-Man. It's still Sony. Yeah. Even if it's in the MCU, I feel like they're still going to try and keep it standalone in the sense of those storytelling parts. But who knows? I guess Electro is going to be the biggest tell, right? Because he is visually different. He is completely different looking in this movie yes. than he is in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. But if you remember, Jamie Foxx did have that tweet or, or Instagram post or whatever it was basically saying he's the same character but in a different version of the character. Mm-hmm. So maybe he is the exact character from that movie who's had a transformation. Because if you notice uh, in the trailer... When they have a close-up of Electro, on his suit, which is an actually a really nice change-up to the character, right? It looks very more old-school mm-hmm. with a modern twist, right? Yeah. His suit has an arc reactor on it, on yeah. his chest. Yeah. Not quite like Tony Stark, right. but like he does have what looks like an arc reactor connected to his suit, which presumably is being used to either... Give him more power, or maybe here's what I'm thinking: stabilize him. Mm-hmm. Maybe because in that movie, Amazing Spider-Man Two, if I remember right, he was unstable, like yeah. mentally unstable because of what was happening to him. Yeah, he had and that's the... why he was having the paranoia of like, oh, everybody's out to get me. If I'm correct, I feel like he had some kind of like a an issue where like becoming Electro like was making him unstable and like. I mean, second guessing, like, you know, like, because he was a Spider-Man fan and then he was like, oh, you are just trying to embarrass me, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like his villain now. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense because like electrical impulses actually power a lot of our bodies. So biologically speaking, if you were transitioning into a being that could like become electricity, your Mm -hmm. neural paths would get all fucked up. (laughs) So. Yeah. I could explain it with biology. It makes sense that he would be going crazy. (laughs) You heard it here. (laughs) A new podcast called From Fiction to Science. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of curious. Is this some kind of stability device that he's, you know, he's kind of manipulated into a suit to like allow him to be, or maybe he didn't do it. Maybe somebody else did it to him mm-hmm. to, to benefit them. You know, somebody's presumably leading this group. Yeah. Which we don't know yet if it's a Sinister Six because we have five. We'll talk about that a little bit later, whether there's more than one or there's more than five villains in this film. Yeah. I just think that's kind of interesting. At the very least, it's fun little take on implementing MCU stuff into these characters that they are now putting into the movie. Yeah. You know, as, as new villains or reused villains, I guess, is more accurately what they're doing. Actually, something bothers me about one of the villains, though. Doc Ock, you only ever see him in this trailer, in any of the trailers, as a quote-unquote real villain before he realizes who Peter Par- who, that he's not the Peter Parker that he knows. He's mm-hmm. separated from them and potentially in a prison cell or something, but yes. he doesn't seem to be actively working against them in most of the scenes. So it makes me wonder. I, I'm kind of curious if he's going to end up being an ally and not yeah. a villain. Because the way that because they're... He does seem very surprised when he realizes he's not the same Peter Parker that he yeah. knows. Yeah. Uh, which kind of cements that he does 
he is the Doc Ock from the Tobey Maguire film. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you're on to something. I don't think he is necessarily a villain in this. I think he may have started out, but I think it's going to lead into him maybe realizing or having a change of heart for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe it's his own personal gain. He's got a reason he's going to do it. Uh, maybe it's the nanotech that because I let's get into that. So there's a moment where we see his arms mm-hmm. get this red mechanical coat on them. Yeah, he didn't and have I, that when we started. He didn't have that one when we started yeah, this trailer. He doesn't have it in the Tobey Maguire film. So he's getting an upgrade in this film for sure. Originally, I was kind of, I was kind of wondering is there is there two Doc Ox maybe, but like I think it's more just he's getting an upgrade, mm-hmm. and I'm curious. There's a scene in the first trailer, I don't remember if it's in the second one, but the first trailer, there's a scene where he's got Spider Man completely locked up in his arms, mm-hmm. and he's got one of the arms on his head, like he's lifting him up from the head. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if either Peter is clever enough to send nanotech from the suit onto his arms to try and like disarm (laughs) the arm yeah no pun intended yeah um or if it's like maybe a safety protocol that tony put into the suit or the Mm -hmm. nanotech to protect him yeah Uh, whether it be to like protect him from being unmasked or just if he's about to fucking get killed yeah that's a good point. I'm curious if maybe that's what it is, is it came off to then protect him by trying to take over the arms and, like, neutralize it or something yeah. from killing him or harming him or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's a little too, like, extreme of an idea. But just curious, like, how they're going to implement, if it is the nanotech, which it seems to me it is. Yeah. Because even Doc Ock seems surprised when it's like covering his arm. Yeah, because like, like there's he that scene know what where he's is. watching it kind of change. Yeah. The like, little joints Like are... he's learning and kind of observing what's going on. Yeah. Like he's impressed or curious. Mm-hmm. So. It um, definitely doesn't seem to be like an enemy reaction. Mm-hmm. So. But I'm... then there is also a scene where he's already got the red on him. And yes. that's when he's, Spider-Man's upside down. Mm-hmm. And he hits him against the, well, I guess, freeway pillar. Yeah, something like that. And then he sees that he's... Not the same Peter Parker. Yeah. So I think that may be where the change happens. Yes. And he's got the red coat on those arms when he's what seems to be in a cell underground. Yeah. Later. Let's get into that too. Okay. There's a scene where we see Peter, MJ, and Ned, which seem to be like they're in some kind of basement. Mm-hmm. Looks like a home basement. Yes. And they say, what did you say? Something like, what did you say your name was again? Yes. And then it cuts to Doc Ock inside some stone underground cave looking area, mm-hmm. which to me was very similar to the place that Doctor Strange and Peter were doing the, the initial spell to make people forget he's Spider-Man. Yes. And they want us to believe that these this is the same location and they're talking to each other. And he says, Doc Ock, and then they all start laughing. Yes. And then they're like, no, but seriously, what's your name? Or something like that. Yeah. I think these are two different scenes. Okay. I do not think this is the same thing. I think they want us to believe it is. But I don't understand how you can have a basement on one side. And then the other side is a freaking underground cave looking 
sanctuary building. Yeah, I know it looks weird. I feel like it seems worded. I don't see how they could be different based on the conversational tone that they're... I mean, obviously, they either did a really good job of making uh, that a conversation. That's what I would say is it just it's a really, really clever manipulation yeah. of the conversation. I, my thought was there could be some kind of like magical portal that they're like looking through to see him. Or it's like... Okay, that is a valid point. That could be a thing that they're doing. Yeah. However, this kind of ties into whether or not Toby and Angie are in this film. Yeah. I have also seen Mm -hmm. people point out that the basement that they're in Mm -hmm. is very similar to the basement in Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Oh, And to the point that they showed a scene... From that movie and a scene from this trailer mm-hmm. where they have a staircase on the right and also like some kind of like a pipe in the wall. Okay. Which seemed to be the exact spot and style of the, the other movie. I see. Which could imply they are in the basement of what you could assume is Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Right. And when they ask, what do you say your name was? Mm-hmm. He says, Peter Parker. And then they laugh because, well, well I'm Peter Parker. Oh. Uh- Okay, I guess I could see that. That's what I would take from it. Yeah. If that's all that's a, with what's going on. That's a valid possibility. And there's other things in this trailer that I kind of think indicate that there could be manipulation in the trailer that the other Spider-Man characters are supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Because it's, you know, that's the big question. Is there three Spider-Men in this film? Not because people want to see three Spider-Men fight six villains. It's because people want to see three Spider-Men point at each other and say... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say nothing. They say it's nothing. They just it's point at each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if... It okay. happens five minutes into the okay. movie. It was yeah. like, okay, that's They're all like, I care all right, to see. I can leave now. Everyone yeah. clears out. <laughs> Another two and a half hours of nobody watching. If all three of them are in it and they don't do that, I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> It'll have the worst (laughs) scores of any MCU film. Yeah. Just because they didn't do that one little scene they needed to do. Yeah. (laughs) If they do it, it'll probably end up being like an end credit thing or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be so funny though. Um, Okay. Uh, More about the plot. It seems... Okay. So Strange says that all the... That they... Basically tells Peter, it seems, that all of these villains die fighting him. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever version of him in their universe. Yeah. Um, he says, it's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah. You know, this kind of, again, goes back to, like, well, but Sandman didn't die. Lizard didn't die. Presumably Electro didn't die. So it's a little confusing. Unless yeah. it's implied they died later on in their universe by the, by Spider-Man. Yeah. Or it's not the ones from those universes. It's from a universe in which they did die. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and it's just the representation of those yeah, films, yeah. but it wasn't necessarily those characters. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. So I guess the question is, is Strange trying to send them back so that they will die to keep a balance to the multiverse? Or is he just like trying to keep them imprisoned I feel so like they can't be a threat to the world that they are in now since they don't know how to send them back? Yeah, I Or think- he's working on it? I think he's imprisoning them just so that they can't have any effect on the universe that they're in that they I mean, shouldn't be in. Doc Ock, it did seem like, and we didn't see like any kind of portal or any kind of, or not portal, we didn't see any kind of force field, but like it did seem like he was 
just standing in a spot that was probably some kind of magical yes. barrier. Yeah. Going back to the first trailer, there's that mystery character who jumps at what looks like a, a force field mm-hmm. and swings at it or something. Yeah. When Peter's standing there with his back to it. Mm-hmm. You know, the question was, is that lizard or was that venom? That was the big question. Mm-hmm. Based off this trailer, we have lizard in this, so we're going to have to assume that was, that was lizard this whole yeah. time, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, maybe he's keeping them captive, and somehow they either escape or Peter lets them out, which mm-hmm. would make more sense because he does say, after Strange says, I'm sorry, kid, Peter does say, yeah, me too, and then he webs that box that we see from the trailer that, that they use to do the spell, mm-hmm. and then he tries to run away, or presumably tries to run away, Mm-hmm. Which could lead into like what we've seen where there was the Inception train situation where yeah. the trains running a bunch of things and yeah. the whole city is folding up on itself and uh, where we see Strange do the the punch to Spider Man that mm-hmm. that knocks the him out of the astral plane force or whatever it is you know yeah. like these could all tie together with like him trying to escape with this box to maybe not allow these villains to die because it seems very apparent that spider-man has this no kill rule Mm -hmm. you know that's a comic thing yeah but it does seem like it's in the movies as well Mm -hmm. with the exception of thanos's army yeah (laughs) (laughs) they don't count they don't count (laughs) but when it comes to people Mm -hmm. he seems to have this no kill rule right yeah so maybe he's maybe he's feeling the guilt of knowing that his version of Spider-Man is responsible for their death. Or he perceives them responsible for their death. Yeah, that's and, a good point. And so he's trying to change that. He later says there has to be another way. Uh, and that's when Strange says there isn't. They are a danger to our universe. So presumably they're at odds with how to approach dealing with these villains yeah because they obviously belong to a different universe and having yeah. them in this one is going to cause damage and it's going to cause things, mm. things to well change. i mean one if they're if they're evil then they're going to do bad things that's by itself damage and yeah but on top of that multiverses collapsing yeah. on each other seems to be if, a bigger problem if they're not supposed to be there then they're gonna tear the fucking whole thing open mm-hmm. yeah which we get to right where we get a moment where Spider-Man says, this is all my fault. I can't save everyone. He's talking to a woman mm-hmm. who at first I assumed it was just MJ, but I did notice she seemed a lot shorter than him. Yeah. And in the trailer, other scenes, MJ is not very short. She's no, actually taller, she's than, taller him. than him. Yeah. They don't even try to manipulate that. Yeah. She's just taller than him. Mm-hmm. So who is this other woman that, that she's touching his chest? Is it... Presumably a another MJ from a different version. No, I or think it's got to be Aunt May. Aunt May is the most logical yeah. Right, yeah. one, right? Yeah. Because there's an earlier part in the trailer where she's running. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there's this whole scene where it seems like Green Goblin is attacking a facility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that goes back to the, the scene where in the first trailer where Happy is... In a car, looks like he's about to get blown up, maybe. Yeah. Or he just sees there's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they are trying to stop Green Goblin from getting some device. Maybe that's them going to get tech from Tony Stark's, like, safe. I don't know. 
Maybe. Because that would lead into why Electro has the arc reactor, maybe. I don't know. True. It's possible. Maybe he's maybe they're they're getting upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know that Green Goblin has a second look in this movie. That has been confirmed, I guess, via some pictures on the internet that that suit is a Green Goblin suit. It's not a version different than him. It's just a different suit. Oh, okay. So maybe he decides he wants a fashion change halfway through the movie. Yeah, it was too hot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, this fucking suit worked well during Thanksgiving and Christmas, but goddamn in July... Not so much. Okay. So, I mean, I guess my question for you is, let's say that's Aunt May. Mm-hmm. Is that a foreshadowing moment? Is somebody going to die? Probably. Is it Aunt May? Is it Happy? Is it Ned? Is it MJ? Who do you think is going to die? I'm thinking MJ. Okay. Um, there is a scene later on during this what seems to be a bigger battle mm-hmm. in the trailer where MJ falls off of what seems to be the Statue of Liberty being rebuilt. Mm-hmm. And Ned is like also hanging off of a pole. Yeah. You know, your typical example of, oh, you got to make a choice. Who are mm-hmm. you going to save, right? Yeah. So we do see him lunge for, for MJ. Mm-hmm. So I guess the question is, does he, does he get there in time? Here's my question. Why doesn't he just fucking use his web? Maybe he doesn't, maybe it's broken. Maybe he's out of it. Maybe. Because it's not, you know, organic web. He's got to. He's got to like make it. Yeah. Yeah. On the spot. He's got to have like like a timeout. An ad hoc 3D printer. (laughs) It's in his palm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm Mm -hmm. thinking it's probably MJ that that Mm -hmm. dies because why didn't he just use his web? There's got to be a reason. Another thing going around, and I actually thought this too when I saw this first, the trailer the first time. What if the Spider-Man lunging forth to save her is not mm. Tom Holland? That's what awesome. if that is a different Spider-Man? That is a good point. And the most the most poetic oh. that people have said, and this is kind of what I was thinking when I first saw it, and I yeah. fully agree with it, is what if that is Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. and he makes the save, mm-hmm. the that's, full circle, that's not a I couldn't day. save Gwen. Yeah. But I can save her. Yeah. You know, giving him his redemption of saving somebody in that moment of the a very parallel situation. Right. That's an interesting point. That would be that would be a fun twist if they did that. That would be that would be really that'd be a cool way of Yeah. Of doing that, right? Yeah, agreed. And then that would leave somebody else could save Ned, which would be Tom Holland or something. I don't know. Yeah. So talking about this scene though, I, I do you think this is the big final third act? Of the film, or do you think this is going to be early on? Because I feel like they don't show a lot of late parts of Marvel movies in these trailers. Yeah. Could this be early on and there's a whole nother section of this film? I think it's earlier on because it's, they're starting to come through. What, if, what seems to happen is Doctor Strange says, they are starting to come through and I can't stop them. He's standing on top of... The Statue of Liberty, which has some kind of Captain America shield being constructed. Yes. Um, and it's nighttime, and there's this these ripples in the sky that look like, I assume, is the multiverse mm-hmm. either collapsing or, or tearing open. It, it seems like they have like a weird gold, but also a purple 
coloring to them. So I'm not sure if like maybe purple is like what's happening and the gold is him trying to stop it because you know his magic yeah. is very gold looking yeah. coloring. Yeah. Orange is gold. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get the feeling that he's up there trying to hold everything together and stop the terrors from happening. Mm-hmm. From allowing more problems right. or more more enemies or whoever. Yeah. And then eventually he's like, I can't hold it anymore. Mm. And then all hell breaks loose. And he just leaves. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, well, I tried my best. <laughs> like, I'm going to go to Tahiti and relax. <laughs> Which kind of leads into this big fight scene in the trailer, right? Where we mm-hmm. see Electro, Sandman, and Lizard all on one side. Mm-hmm. And we see just Peter Parker, Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Yeah. The way it's designed feels like there should be other people there. There's, and I really yeah. am going to bet if Tom Holland... Or I'm going to bet is to, if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in this movie, they are in that scene. Yeah. And we are not getting that in this because... They don't want to review They it. want to manipulate that. Make yeah. us think that they're not in it, right? Of course. It's not in this one, but there is a Brazilian trailer that they actually have a little bit extra on that moment where they lunge at each other. Mm-hmm. Even in this... Tom Holland's Spider-Man seems to be jumping toward Electro. Yes. Where the other two, Sandman and Lizard, don't even look like they're even looking at him. They no, look, they're, they're looking, looking in down. a different direction. And like yeah. They're not even focused on him. Yeah. If it's a one-on-three, then what, what are they doing? Yeah. Um, but in the Brazilian trailer, I don't know if it's been fixed or not, but there was a moment where you get a little bit extra of Lizard lunging, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he gets some kind of a... A whiplash, I guess, effect oh, where his, his head, head just get back. launched back, like he make like he got punched or kicked or something, and there's nothing there; it's invisible. Yeah. So, the question is, what is that? Yeah. Is there somebody there that we are not seeing that was deleted from this scene? I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. I'm saying yes. I was gonna throw a big curveball and be like, "It's Sue Storm or whatever." Yeah. <laughs> it was a hurricane. Yeah. And it rocked you yeah. like a hurricane. Yeah. But yeah, no, it definitely makes... That's the most logical explanation is that there's more characters mm-hmm. that were not being revealed. Yeah. Well, the rumor is that the trailer was delayed for some extra editing after mm-hmm. it was supposedly ready Yeah, to go and had a release date. Yeah. Here's my theory. Hmm. I think they planned on showing Toby and Andrew in the trailer, mm-hmm. in the trailer too, and then... As things were going on and the hype was there that people wanted to see it, they thought, you know what? Kind of like we've said, like society has kind of built this marketing in itself by the idea of whether he's, whatever they are in the film or not. So you don't even need to show them at this point. Just having it in people's heads that they could be in the the movie is already going to get them in, in seats to go see it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering if they chose to edit them out of the film. Uh, of the trailer, not the film. God, that'd be terrible. <laughs> of the trailer. Yeah. And then that way we are just going to have a blast. When have we it get be like a big old fashioned reveal. You know? That would be crazy. Instead of it being like, we need this to get people to watch our yeah. movie. Because you yeah. don't. You don't. You do not. You need people As to watch As we've care, seen, we have we some, some news on stuff like that. We'll talk a little bit about mm-hmm. with the ticket sales for this. But. I guess the big question is, is there more than five villains? Are we getting a Sinister Six, or are they just teasing a Sinister Six, and we're not really going to get that? Okay, so here's what I think. 
I think we're going to get an end credit scene with the sixth villain. Okay. So we're not going to get a surprise villain? I don't think so. Okay. Because our surprise is going to be Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would be too many surprises. I, here's the thing. I'm torn because I don't want a Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. I want them to do a, a true Sinister Six later on. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like the idea that there is not what is deemed a new villain in this film. Mm, like okay. I want there to be somebody new okay. for the for the the viewer to you know experience to help build the Spider Man universe with another character. So would Venom count as a new villain? No. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> I, that's also kind of I like absolutely a... don't believe Venom's in this movie. No, no. Uh, yeah. That's another thing people are saying. I do not think Venom is in this film yeah. other than a end credit scene. Yeah. And I, I think that's all it is. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to have any interaction with Spider-Man outside of an end credit scene. Okay. What about... Uh, have we confirmed that in the uh, Morbius trailer uh, that that is Vulture? Or is it... Or I we... don't know. Okay. Because logically it would make sense if he had just been jailed for something and he's being transferred at the same time as Morbius Well, is being the way it was worded is like... He I, said, you and I should keep in touch. Yeah, like when you get out or something like that. I, I feel like it was something like that. Oh, I felt like... I got the vibe. Okay. Basically what I'm saying is I got the vibe that one of them was going into prison, the other one was getting out of prison. Yes. And they were just crossing paths. I understand that vibe, but I also thought it's possible they were just being transferred like, one was leaving the facility and one was coming in. Okay, well, I, whatever. Either way. It, yeah, yeah. Transition point of, being, of if, interaction. Yeah, the point being is if Vulture is in a, some kind of incarceration, could mm-hmm. it be... Is it, is Morbius taking place before or after this? Do we know any of that? Well, we don't even know what don't universe know that that's yet. in. As far as we know, it's the Sony universe, which I guess implies the MCU based on yeah. uh, other stuff that's happened in in these movies but like there's also been rumors that Morbius takes place in the Andrew Garfield universe mm-hmm. or the Tobey Maguire even because there's a poster that has that uh, suit Spider-Man the graffiti or whatever yeah it right? says yeah. murderer mm-hmm. and that's the one from the first Spider-Man yeah film. but if we see in the MCU that they all exist in the same one then that, that all goes out the window yeah that's true that's true so I know that um, Michael Keaton has confirmed that he's done extra scenes mm-hmm but there's no confirmation on what movie is it for? How much is he doing? Yeah. Is it a cameo? Is it like an actual plot point? Yeah. It is an interesting of, of idea filming. to think of it being him, though, because he seems to get around. <laughs> he would tie well into the idea of like the, the Stark tech, right? Electro mm-hmm. has what seems to be an arc reactor. Yeah. His whole character's gimmick was like he, he found alien tech, tech. And, yeah. and used up old tech from stuff and used mm-hmm. it to build... Crazy suits shit. and yeah. and weapons and stuff, right? Yeah. So that would make sense that maybe he's out and about and he's doing some kind of a black market deal mm-hmm. with other characters. Mm-hmm. So I would not be shocked if we saw him, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he'd be like a, a direct count as a number six. I, I okay. guess that's a question too. If you have six villains in this film, but only five of them are directly fighting Spider-Man, uh-huh. does that count as a sinister six or is it just... Mm. five villains good question who i would love to have seen in this film which i don't think it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. i would love to see rhino or scorpion Mm -hmm. 
Those would, to me, be considered new characters. Yeah. We did get the scene with with Rhino and the Amazing Spider-Man 2 as, like, a little teaser thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like it would be, it would feel like a new character because it was not, like, a full-on fleshed-out character in that right. universe. But Scorpion, they've teased in these movies. Mm-hmm. So, where Scorpion? Yeah. Why would they have done that if they're not going to go anywhere with it? Fair. And then my only other idea would be if it's Mysterio mm-hmm. and he's in the background of all of this. Yeah. Manipulating everything. Yeah. That's my only other thought it could be. Which I wouldn't be surprised. The only problem with doing that is then you're just doing the same fucking movie again. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the only problem. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't hate it, but it would be a little too soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Back to my idea of getting an end credit scene with the sixth villain. That being Mysterio might work. Okay, so would it be like a reveal of like... That he had done... He is alive and he schemed something. Yeah. Who would find that out? Would it be Spider-Man? Would it be another villain? Would it be the public? Doc Ock, maybe. Okay. Because he seems to be kind of like on the... In a gray zone, at least as far as the trailer is displaying. Mm -hmm. He seems to be like not actively pursuing the killing of Peter Parker once he figures out he's not his Peter Parker. (laughs) There is a story arc in the comics where Doc Ock actually trades minds with Spider-Man. Whoa. And there's a whole run where Doc Ock is in the body of Spider-Man and he is essentially Spider-Man and like has this whole like he's got like the arms and everything Uh and he's like just... He's a superhero as Spider-Man. Interesting. But he's Doc Ock. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Do you think they could do something like that? Where they're transitioning into something like that where unofficially it's not Peter Parker in mind, but it's the actor. and I think that's too complicated. Like not in this movie specifically, right. but like down the line, you know, we're, we're yeah. talking about their potential being a trilogy. Yeah. That's like borderline soap opera type yeah. shit, though. Like, I feel like, like there was a whole thing where uh, there was a moment where uh, when he's just learning about Peter Parker's powers and as Spider Man and stuff, and he like he punches Scorpion and, and fucking takes his jaw off, mm-hmm. and he realizes that Spider Man has been pulling his punches this whole time because uh-huh. he's gonna fucking kill people. He's yeah. so strong. Yeah, and like it just kind of cl- cool oh, stuff okay. like that, yeah. like. I don't know. It would be fun to have a character like that where they're learning with the viewer mm-hmm. of what they thought with they knew powers, about yeah. a character's powers. That's a good point. That could be fun. I feel like that'd be something that'd be more fun to do as a series, though. Okay. Like a live action series? Yeah. This is off on the rails, but regardless. Okay. <laughs> Probably won't happen. Yeah. But. It's all good. As far as Sandman and Lizard, we really didn't get a whole lot out of them, right? We, we no. know that Lizard supposedly gets hit by some kind of mystery character, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't have any really context as to what their roles are, why they're here, what they're doing. You know, last we saw Sandman, he was a good guy. So, like, why is he bad in this? Is this he was pulled from before he was good? You know, like, what is the yeah. whole story here? yeah. Uh, also, we don't, we never see him as the actor Thomas Hayden Church, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm curious if we're ever going to see him in that position, or if it's going to be just a sand face. <laughs> I feel like we'll probably see him. Well, a lot of questions, very little answers. Yeah. Um, I guess hopefully we'll see what happens with Spider-Man if he's going to continue in the MCU or if he's going to Sony for a while. 
and that would answer all of our questions about the next trilogy, mm-hmm. at least partially. But uh, it's exciting. Less than two weeks, we have hopefully all of our answers. Yeah. Or at least enough to guess more. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't take much. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a few breadcrumbs and we'll build a fucking gingerbread house. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, as far as the movie records are going, uh, you know, tickets went on sale this last Monday. <sighs> Good, good and bad of that whole situation. Yeah. Uh, good because pre-sales have been biggest since Endgame of, you know, in the year of 2019. Wow. Uh, this movie has passed the record holder for most pre-sales in 2021, which was Black Widow for the first day of pre-sales. This one beat that in two hours. Wow. Uh, and the opening weekend is estimated to make over a hundred million dollars for this movie. I would not be surprised. Okay. So those are the pros. Yeah. The cons. A lot of tickets are on sites for resale at an average of a thousand dollars plus. That's such horseshit. The highest I think we've seen was twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars for tickets to opening night of this movie. Yeah. Uh, this is another example of scalpers. Mm-hmm. For anybody who's tried to buy an Xbox Series X or a PS5, you know oh too well what scalpers do. Yeah. They're they, the worst. They they buy a bunch of stock using uh, program bots uh, and they just basically resell them to make a huge profit. Yep. There's you know? a special, special place in hell. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> So it seems to be leaking over into the movies now. Yeah. Now, you know, we get this big movie and now there's a lot of tickets that are supposedly, uh, or that are out there for Yeah, resale. they're sold so, and so normal people can't buy them. Yeah. So I guess my question is, does this mean that the pre-sales shouldn't be taken as seriously because now we have a potential portion of these tickets that are maybe not going to be used? Yeah. I mean, I would assume they would just sell them back or or cancel them if you can even do that i think you can after a certain point if you know you're not going to sell them yeah otherwise you're losing that money it just feels like these are tickets that are sold they're technically sold under the stats of pre-sales but like but they're not no one's actively going to go to that movie unless they're sold again right so i mean of course there's people that are just like buying tickets and then reselling them but like yeah I think the problem is there's people who are buying a shit ton of tickets in large quantity yeah. using these bot programs, mm-hmm. and then that's the that's what the problem is. I mean, sites even were having issues shutting down because of all the traffic. Yes. Which probably is a part of this. Yep. We were lucky, though. We got tickets to not opening night, but the 17th. Well, I guess that's opening. Yeah, technically it's opening morning. Opening morning. But the night before before. they had tickets, but we didn't get those. Yeah. But we got uh, a morning one for the 17th. Mm -hmm. So we'll be seeing it relatively early enough, luckily. Yeah. Unless I resell those. If you want any tickets, (laughs) hit me up. Yeah. You know, uh, (laughs) I'll give you a good deal. Yeah. (laughs) Podcast listener special. Yeah. (laughs) 75000 The highest price ever. That's the discount price. Oh, okay. So, all right. Well, that wraps up our Spider-Man No Way Home trailer 2 conversation. Yeah. Um, 
look for our spoiler review shortly after the movie comes out mm-hmm. called Anatomy of Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. We will definitely be talking about that one. Yes. Absolutely. So. I'm sure there'll be so much to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had we just had a trailer and we just talked for I don't know how long. Yeah. What was it, like a two and a half minute trailer? And we t- <laughs> yeah. So, just multiply that by hopefully another few hours. Hopefully it's not proportional. <laughs> All right, let's get into our movies and TV watch this week. Yeah. Uh, so here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're DTF. DTF. <laughs> that is on point for being gone for like a month. Good point. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Great point is what it was. <laughs> It's very accurate. It was great on point. Yes, correct. <laughs> a lot of accuracy mm-hmm. in that one. Yes, definitely. Much like Hawkeye has. As far as we know. As far as we know. He could yeah. be a fraud. <laughs> for all we know, he's a con so artist. So far away. A swindler. Yeah, he's like, oh, I was aiming for that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for my next trip, I'll shoot this arrow so far you won't see where it lands. Yeah. Oh, made it. <laughs> Uh, so, Hawkeye did come out on Disney Plus November 24th, and it is a miniseries based on Marvel's Clint Barton, or as we know, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, uh, which is a new character coming into the MCU. Yeah, and she is also a Hawkeye in the comics. Yes. For those that play the video game, Marvel's Avengers, Yeah, they are both in there. Yes, correct. Jeremy Renner returns as Clint Barton, and Haley Steinfeld is the person who plays Kate Bishop. She is from Bumblebee, is that correct? Yes. She's that one? And yeah. I've had a lot of trouble watching this and be like, yeah. okay, but where's Bumblebee? Yeah. <laughs> You're just waiting. Yeah. All right. Where's he going to come out now? So, <laughs> did she just ditch him for this gig? Like, what's going on? Super fucking rude. <laughs> I'd rather have an alien robot yeah. than a bow and arrow. Than a but human archer. <laughs> yeah. That's just my preference, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, we watched three of six. Mm-hmm. This is the shortest series, I guess, that... Disney Plus has had so far. Which makes sense. Considering he doesn't. Yeah, but it's kind of lackluster too in the sense yeah. of like knowing there's not much left yeah. when it just started, That's right? That's true. That's true. You feel like there can't be that crazy of stuff going on in the next few episodes, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe it'll be completely crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I think I enjoy the chemistry that they have. I feel like they try a little too hard sometimes with the jokes, but... Overall, I'm more interested in the way that they are presenting Clint, I guess, as mm-hmm. this, like, he's just a human. He's a person. Yeah. Um, he has no powers, no abilities, and you're really seeing yeah. the toll he takes doing the same things that Thor's doing, that yes. Captain America's doing, yes. even Black Widow's doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a fun angle to take with this. Yeah. Is, like, he's he's not invincible. Like, he Yeah. He's not doing it the same way that they are. Yeah. He's just doing it. And it's good to see some kind of like levity to the situation of being an Avenger for so long. Like he's Mm -hmm. got issues that come from all of his Mm. exploits. And so it's uh, grounding, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I do like that they've they've tied it into other stuff so far. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to obviously get into what they've done, but like... It, there's some fun things that, that come up and you're like, oh, 
that's really exciting because you don't really realize how tight it, it is mm-hmm. until you get those moments that just really kind of put the bow on on what's happening. Yeah. There's some little clues here and there that mm-hmm. are just raising the anticipation level a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a it's like a it's a fun series. I'm kind of bummed it's yeah. already half over. I'm not having like the like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Yeah. Feelings yeah. like I had with Loki and WandaVision, right. but like I am enjoying it. I think it's better than what if. Yeah. But that's probably because to me it's more tied to the MCU mm-hmm. than that was There's even though they technically investment. are yeah yeah so my investment is more into this mm-hmm. i i do have a speculation that we're going to see certain characters that mm-hmm. have been rumored yes so i'm waiting for that mm-hmm. um, there's some characters that i'm questioning whether they're good or bad mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of what they want out of this you know yeah. the, the whole mephisto effect right yeah what's gonna happen definitely and so yeah, I and I think that it's fun that they've given consequence to stuff that we've had storylines to in mm-hmm. previous films. Yeah, that were just kind of brushed over. They were completely like. And now we're getting that like, well, here's the consequence to what was going on. And be like, oh, okay, yeah, that tracks. But you don't think mm-hmm. about it at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but if you really stare at something, you're like, that's not realistic. <laughs> so I think this really uh, speaks to that. Mm-hmm. And you talked earlier about like how you feel like they're setting up Young Avengers, and like, yeah, I think this is a perfect example of like they, they yeah. probably are with yeah. this, right? It yeah. just feels like he's training the next generation of a Hawkeye character. Yeah, yeah. Um, she as the character is interesting. I feel like she's a good actress. I think that the character is supposed to be a little bit annoying, so she's doing a good job. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she just feels like she's just being who she was in Bumblebee, to be honest. Yeah, like a, a like, teen. I don't know. Like, I feel like... <laughs> Maybe I just hate teens. <laughs> not trying to talk crap about her acting, like, she's a good actor. I just... I guess I'm... I feel like maybe she's just really good at being a certain character. Mm-hmm. And That's possible. It just works. I don't know. It, yeah. It doesn't feel anything different than what we got in that movie. I feel but like... it works, and I'm enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But I agree with you. I think she's supposed to be annoying. Yeah. I think that the character... I haven't seen, read the comics or anything, but based on the Avengers video game as well, I assume mm. she's supposed to be annoying. She's very sassy, Because right? she's... Yeah, she's a little bit annoying in the game, too, mm-hmm. even though she's much older. So I'm like, okay, I think that's probably just the character mm-hmm. that we're supposed to be. She's supposed to be like that. Like, sarcastic and whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, as far as I can tell, she's doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I yeah. think uh, so far I'll give it a slice it. I, I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying it. There's nothing that's like, I can't wait till the next episode, but like I am enjoying it as we watch it. I'm also going to slice it. I feel um, entertained while we're watching it. It's not like I'm waiting with bated mm-hmm. breath for the next episode. but Yeah, I don't think we're going to yeah. get some crazy oh shit moment that's going to be like a big feature teller of the mcu but Mm -hmm. i think it will kind of build a little bit of a foundation for like sub characters you know going forward Mm -hmm. okay we also checked out south park post covid uh this was on paramount plus as of november 25th and it's the first south park tv movie i'm even using air quotes there 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to. I think it's weird. Is it a movie or is it a, sh- a TV episode? This, it's just like it was. They're weird. calling it a TV movie, so yeah. that's why I was like, okay, sure. I almost say it was like forty-five minutes. Yeah, um, it takes place forty years after the events of the vaccination special, when the news and the news that COVID nineteen is finally nearly over. <laughs> this is really sad. Um, and it starts with Stan receiving a call from Kyle informing him that Kenny has died. Um, you bastards. Yeah. <laughs> For real this time, I guess. Yes. I did not realize this was going to take place in the future. Same. So when I started watching it, I was like, who the fuck's this character? And yeah. it was Stan. And yeah. I didn't catch that until after they directly called him Stan. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. So <laughs> that kind of, I took a moment to have to like catch up to the fact that we're not seeing our traditional characters we're seeing like a different the adult version yeah of them. which i guess yeah. makes sense and maybe this is the answer to like how they're gonna do the paramount plus south park versus the tv show south park that is also on hbo max yeah maybe that's that's what you think all of the paramount plus stuff is going to be them as adults i'm curious if it's going to be something like that oh, where it's not. technically south park but it's like a variation of south park where yeah. it doesn't get mixed up with the other stuff hmm. because they had it was weird because they had like a whole like hbo max has exclusive rights to the show and then later it was like paramount plus has exclusive rights to all of these new st- like programs for yeah. South Park and it was very confusing. So yeah. maybe this is what's going to like separate the two. I, I not. we won't know until we get like the next <laughs> yeah episode. Yeah, for sure. Which who knows when that is. Yeah. Um overall this is funny though. It had some like silly ridiculous like references to the theoretical 40 years mm-hmm. in the future scenarios. Yeah, it tied in a lot to some of the subplots of the other season and yeah. And the other specials. Yeah, you get a you get a reason or mm-hmm. you find out who caused COVID essentially or And there there was some fun like character dynamics where they changed up the personalities uh-huh. of like who's the asshole, who's the the more sensible and Yeah. Definitely some huge things changed as these children got older. <laughs> And some of it's like that, like, I'm not sure if I buy this situation, mm-hmm. too. So, I don't know. It was fun. I don't want all of them to be like that, but it was fun for a one-off. In I, I thought it was fine. Yeah I, yeah. I don't think it's nearly as good as the last few things. I think it's gone downhill with the specials, in my opinion. I agree. The first but one was I the best. But I do still enjoy them. Yeah. I'll still watch them. So, I, for me, it was a test it. It was mm-hmm. fine. 45 minutes on play or on paramount plus mm-hmm. you know if if you have it sure i wouldn't i wouldn't go get it just to watch this no yeah i'm gonna slice it i still laughed quite a lot but yeah i don't mm-hmm. i don't i agree don't go subscribe for mm-hmm. this but it was fun to check out i if think you the have amazon device jokes were really funny yes with how they incorporated that they in the were future. hilarious yeah especially when it was like a twist where you're like oh oh <laughs> i didn't know that was where this was going yeah <laughs> but like then it kind of add to the joke and mm-hmm. yeah so uh i think they had their moments but mm-hmm. overall i think it was more just uh hey we're talking covid ha, yeah ha, ha. But I don't feel like it really was a lot of clever writing like they usually have. Yeah. All right. Uh, Moving on, we did watch, and of course, we're kind of 
backed up with these movies now because yeah. of everything but yeah. um <laughs> dot 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 everything we'll have to double up on them but anyway well, you know we got busy yeah we got <laughs> sick yeah. blah blah yeah etc mm-hmm. um but we watched spider-man 3 the original obviously we're not cool enough to have seen the no way home yet <laughs> uh it came out in 2007 so really fucking old yep uh it's the third installment of the sam raimi spider-man movies and it has Thomas Hayden Church as Flint Marco Sandman, Topher Grace as Eddie Brock Venom for some fucking reason, <laughs> and Bryce Dallas Howard as Gwen Stacy. These are all the new characters. Obviously, yeah. we have Kirsten Dunst as MJ, Tobey Maguire as Spider Man, mm-hmm. and James Franco as Harry Harry Osborn. Yeah. So, uh, this was. In my opinion, the worst of the trilogy. I mean, I think it's in everybody's opinion. Well, you'll be surprised. Some oh. people are fucking idiots. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Our one listener. <laughs> They're like, fuck it, I'm Yeah, out. you know what? <laughs> I put up a lot of shit, but this... Uh, it's two different movies is the problem. Yeah. This is two different movies. They tried to retcon cram this Sandman plot, and then they tried to force in the Venom storyline, which they could have... What they they needed to do was start the Venom Uh storyline and lead into the next movie with Venom being the antagonist. Yeah. That's what they needed to do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of rumors out there what happened. Supposedly Sony was forcing this stuff, and Raimi didn't want to do it, but whatever happened, happened, and there was, like, way too many villains in this one. As we're talking about how we can't wait for there to be five plus villains in the next movie. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The times have changed. (laughs) You know, you got the jazz scene, which is the worst fucking scene in any movie ever. Yeah. So fucking weird. Yeah. I don't know. The will they, won't they bullshit of (laughs) Mary Jane. It's just so over the top. So weird. Uh, it just, I don't know. It, this the movie whole, was like, a whole mess. The whole, like, emo Tobey Maguire makes me want to throw up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just stop it. I will say, I don't think Venom visually was as bad as I remember it being. Mm-hmm. I kind of was, we watched this again, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, Venom does, like, he's too skinny. Yes. For who the character is. Like, they right. sh- like Topher Grace, I don't think did a terrible job as Venom. I think he did the best he could, mm-hmm. but like I don't get why, since he was CGI for most of it anyways, Yeah, why didn't they just make him bigger and muscular? Yeah, you would think that Like that would... Venom would be. Yeah. And so confusing. like, the like small structure of Venom in this really got, yeah. like confused me as to why it was a thing that they did. Yeah. Honestly, Venom looked better than Tobey Maguire with his emo situation. Like, with his emo hair and his, like... So you're saying... Like, Venom the a character. A black symbiote creature... Yes. ...looks better than just a person with hair in their eyes. Yes. In this case, yes. <laughs> Why are we comparing this? <laughs> well, I was just saying, like, the creature Venom looked fine. It, uh-huh. I feel like the, so your problem the was most how... distracting part was Tobey yeah. Maguire's emo look. Okay, so you're saying he looked so bad it was... More bothersome than, than Venom. Venom not, not being, being like what Venom should be. Yes. Okay. That's that's a better understanding of that. Okay. <laughs> not just like randomly comparing them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Like this chip 
I yeah. think looks way better yeah. than this sandal over yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. There were too many plot lines going on in mm-hmm. this one. And I would say for people who are like, oh, I got to catch ball in movies, you can skip this one. Yeah, you don't need it. Like, you really could skip. <laughs> like, even though we have Sandman mm-hmm. in this film, mm-hmm. like, coming up, given them the trailer, like, it feels like he's just kind of like a background, like, we need some big bulky villain that's not going to be a big integral part to the to the plot. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could skip this because like the whole plot of Sandman and this is just kind of like, oh, okay, so. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah. It just like, again, it felt like a retcon of like the first uh-huh. movie. Yeah. It was kind of forced into an mm-hmm. entire movie. Yeah. Uh, and also, like you said, why didn't they use Sandstorm? throughout yeah. this film like it would have been way better like yeah you could play that like the entire film and it would have been better and it would have been better yeah <laughs> so yeah I, it's definitely a i don't want to say burn it but like i guess i have to you know yeah uh, yeah which is ironic because you would burn the symbiote to yeah destroy venom <laughs> yeah i yeah, I guess I'm going to have to burn it, too, when looking at my options. Yeah, like, honestly, <laughs> you can completely skip Spider-Man 3. Yeah. And not feel like you missed out on any plot points yeah. going forward. It's not, if, ne- if not necessary. The, with Sandman in yeah. No Way Home, I guarantee yeah. it. They'll probably give him enough of a, like... They'll give him the... A situation yeah. that you don't need to have seen the other ones. Yeah, easily. All right, uh, moving on to our bigger titles this week. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife we saw in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out in theaters on November 19th of this year. Uh, it takes place 32 years after the end of Ghostbusters 2, following the family of Kelly Spengler and her children as they navigate a, a move from New York City to middle of nowhere, Egypt. <laughs> it's not Egypt. <laughs> well, there's a pyramid. Okay. There is a pyramid. Isn't it like Oklahoma? I think it's Oklahoma that they moved. Yeah, I think it's yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> I just said middle of nowhere. Home I was of like, the no other one cares. pyramids. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was directed by Jason Reitman, who also co-wrote the script and or screenplay with Gil Keenan. And it serves as a sequel to Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, which were both directed by Jason Reitman's father, Ivan, which I thought that was interesting. I don't think I noticed that. Yeah. Um, the cast, it has got Carrie Coon, who plays Callie Spangler, Finn Wolfhard, who we know from Stranger Things, plays Trevor Spangler, Callie's son, McKenna Grace plays Phoebe, who's the daughter, and Paul Rudd, National Treasure, is, uh, Gary Gruberson, which is a ridiculous name, and he is Phoebe's middle school science teacher. Um, some smaller parts, but worth mentioning, Logan Kim plays Podcast, who is Phoebe's classmate, and he's a pretty good role. How are you um, feeling about this one? I liked it. How, did, first off, did you have any passion either way for Ghostbusters? I liked Ghostbusters, um, the first one, but mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't know if I ever saw the second one. Obviously, I saw... Like, I feel like I was describing it to you, and you just didn't seem like you understood what I was talking about. No. So, yeah. I'm gonna go with you didn't. Yeah. It couldn't... So, to be fair, I had, like, movie nights a lot in high school where, like, random people... The TV would... was off? No. We would ro- rotate who got to pick the movie. Uh-huh. And so, like, sometimes I would get to choose, sometimes other people would get to yeah. choose, whatever. Uh, anyway, so... And it... nobody ever picked Ghostbusters 2, is what you're saying. 
Or somebody picked it and I saw so many movies in such rapid succession that I like forgot what was in it. Gotcha. So, okay. anyway. Um, it's possible I didn't see it or I saw just parts of it. Mm. Either way. Gotcha. Um, I liked the first Ghostbusters. I actually didn't hate the one with the female Ghostbusters, but I acknowledge that it wasn't as good. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. Other than it was terrible. Yeah. I didn't hate it, but I acknowledge that it was not as good as the original. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've got to say. I wasn't like it wasn't a huge passion thing for me, but I did yeah. I did like it. I was never like really into Ghostbusters, but like I did have toys. I had the mm-hmm. the Ghostbuster Mobile, whatever the hell it was called, mm-hmm. the Ecto One. Was yeah, it? yeah. I had that toy. Mm-hmm. I had the throwout uh, oh, ghost catcher trap. Yeah, that you would roll on the ground, mm-hmm. and it had like, this little glow in the dark ghost that you put on top. So when you slam down, yeah, and then the air pressure from the tube would open up the the doors yeah and they would just fall in nice and be like, oh i captured a ghost <laughs> so that's pretty fucking cool i had that i never yeah. had the backpack and gun i wasn't i guess i wasn't rich enough as a child yeah i didn't have that either <laughs> i didn't have any of those i wasn't the cool kid with that yeah um i had those things saw the movies watched mm-hmm. the cartoon mm-hmm. the more i'm talking about it, i feel like i was a ghostbuster fan but yeah. i didn't feel like it at the time yeah yeah <laughs> Or at least now I don't feel like I was. Right. Yeah. So maybe I was. I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not on the it's not on the level of Transformers or Spider Man though. Of I can course. tell you that. Yeah. And I'm on the fence that I kind of like the second movie more than the first. Okay. And I know that's like the hot take that people have is like the second one's terrible uh-huh. compared to the first, but maybe it's just like a a product of my time or mm-hmm. like I was more inclined to the second because of my age mm-hmm. i don't know but um i think this does a good job with continuing the story from those two films i do feel like it does kind of touch along the lines of like borderline remake feeling when you know certain parts of this film mm-hmm. but overall i think that they are expanding and opening up this universe to kind of start fresh again for a new generation of of viewers yeah if you will okay and i think they did some interesting stuff yeah um one thing i didn't like was there was a ghost that was like in my opinion was like the substitute for slimer yeah and it was like the dumbest concept in my opinion of a character yeah and i felt like it was just very lackluster it was weird but like i get why they chose to have it do what it does Mm-hmm. It made sense. It was for a the plot point, but yeah. like a MacGuffin, I guess. If you is that what you would call it? Probably. Is that what they call that? Familiar. An item that's just used for a plot device. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it definitely was. Yeah. So, I, it, nostalgia runs all over this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got the Stranger Things feel, but Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. which I guess you know, in a sense, that's kind of what Stranger Things feels like is Ghostbusters. Yeah. My only big complaint is I feel like Paul Rudd was underutilized in this film. I yeah. think he was a much smaller role than he should have been. Mm-hmm. And that bothered me. Yeah. Some of the things that they did <laughs> were absolutely ridiculous plot-wise. 
I agree. I think I would have liked to have seen more Paul Rudd. I do have to say I want to commend McKenna Grace, though, because I feel like the character of Phoebe was really well played. She was solid. I would say she was one of the best parts of the film. Yeah. She has a very specific demeanor and, like, background Mm -hmm. and motivations for what she's doing, and she does it really well. I think that you are going to see people who are going to be able to relate to her, too. Yes. And so that was nice to see. Yes. For me, I think it's a solid movie. I think it's fun, especially if you have children mm-hmm. and you want to share Ghostbusters, you know, from your childhood with them. This mm-hmm. is a solid film. I would say it's a test it, but like borderline slice it for me. Okay. It's just, it's, it's good, but I think it could be better. Yeah. But there's nothing that would stop me from watching it. Right. With, you know, again. Okay. For me, it was a slice it. I liked, I really liked what they did with the story in the end without being specific. Mm -hmm. I like how they did what they did. I Um, guess. It felt very heartwarming. I don't mm -hmm. know. That's a good way of describing it. Yeah. I guess the simplest way for me to put it is this opens up a lot of potential of what they could do with Ghostbusters. Yes. And I would love to see what they can do creatively Mm -hmm. and narratively. To expand Ghostbusters for the for you know another generation yes. or just anyone who loved it as a kid already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, last on our list for movies is Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. This finally came out. I finally saw it. We uh, saw it. I think opening night. It came out November twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, this serves as a reboot to the Resident Evil franchise. It's set in 1998 and explores the secrets of the mysterious Spencer Mansion and the ill-fated Raccoon City, serving as an origin story. Uh, it's written and directed by Johannes Roberts. If I'm correct, he's the one who did 48 Meters Uncaged. 47 Meters? 47. <laughs> oh no, I'm talking about the sequel to that one. 47? They go a little bit deeper. 47 Meters Down... And then its sequel, which is 47 Meters Down Uncaged. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was talking about 48 Meters Down Uncaged. Also something called The Other Side of the Door. Okay. I haven't heard of that one. So all I really knew of him from was was directing that shark film. Okay. The Creature Feature. So this kind of felt like it made sense. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We've got... We've been over the cast a few times while leading up to this, but just quickly, we've got Kaya Scolidario as Claire Redfield, Robbie Amell as Chris Redfield, Hannah John Kamen as Jill Valentine, Tom Hopper as Albert Wesker, um, Avon or Avon, I'm not exactly sure, Jogia as Leon S. Kennedy, and then we also have Donald Logue as Brian Irons, the RPD Chief of Police, and Neil McDonough as William Birkin. There's a few other characters in there, but those are like the main yes, core yes. cast. You said, did they ever refer to them as stars at one point? Yes. I don't remember that in the movie. They, they? I don't remember them saying it in the movie, but they are listed that way under the Wikipedia. Well, so Wikipedia could be I fans know. doing yeah. that, so they could just assume that so they are So I just wanted to members. give you the feedback on okay. that, because I don't so, remember it in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, let's just jump off that. Yeah. So, yeah. this movie is basically taking the plot of Resident Evil 1 and 2 and doing this hybrid story mm-hmm. for all of these characters. It's appropriate. 
And you kind of get that from the trailer. Like, yes. nothing from the trailers. Like, that's not really spoilers to this. Yeah. Um, so, it was interesting to me how they were going to go about doing such big-scale storytelling in one movie. And I think this movie was, like, it was about two hours, right? Maybe a little bit so. less. And I think, to me, they kind of failed in the sense of having too much to tell in a short period of time. And then focusing too much on the not important. Okay. I think it's a solid film overall. I would say it's much better than what we've got with the other <laughs> Resident Evil films. Yeah. It's the best we have of Resident Evil to yes. date. Yeah. But I do think the first half was a bit slow. Mm-hmm. Even with having creatures show up and zombies and all these, you know, traditional monsters from the game... Along with all these characters that we know. Yeah. It felt like a slug in the first half just to get to the point of what we wanted to get to. Yeah. And I was very surprised by that because it felt like they'd want to, you know, kind of push past that. So they've had who knows how many movies already reiterating the same plot. Yeah. But I was a bit let down in that sense. Mm -hmm. I, I think it was fun to see all these characters. Well, whenever they first revealed the casting for this, I think I had some questions about some of them because they didn't exactly look like some of the characters in the game. Mm-hmm. However, it does turn out that they did a really good job doing the acting, so it doesn't really matter, I suppose, even though it's a little bit different than what we were expecting. I think, well, I mean, I guess I get, they did good acting for what they were doing, but I do feel like some of the characters, they missed the mark mm-hmm. on what the character was. But I kind of suspect maybe they are going for a origin story mm-hmm. of these characters. Yes. And like Leon specifically. Yeah. I feel like his character did not match anything. Yeah. That has been represented in any of the games to date. Yeah. The um, only similarity is that he's a rookie cop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they really wanted to emphasize that. And they gave him this whole backstory as to why he's a rookie cop. And yeah. it, it felt like they put too much backstory into a character. Yeah. That the whole premise was, oh, this is my first day. Mm-hmm. And that's all there is to it. Um, but they, they definitely felt like they changed his personality. And I think it was just the, intended to be like a starting point so that when they if they do another movie and they have him come back, it's like, oh, so this is why he's now who we know him as. It because shows of character growth. The character growth he's got from yeah. the, the first movie. But like yeah. it feels very out of place for him specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say Claire and Chris feel probably the closest to their characters. Mm-hmm. Jill, I think, was a little too, I don't know, spunky, if that's the word to use. Yeah. I feel was... like she was a little too, like, uh, snarky, I guess. I don't okay. know. She just didn't feel like her character was the character that we know of, at least in the first game. Like, uh, was she too playful? Yes. Yeah. She's a little bit more serious, I feel like, of a character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they, they played her... Compl- like, not that it's bad, it's just different. Yeah. And if anything, I'd say my biggest complaint about the characters is we didn't really get enough of each of them. Mm-hmm. Because there were so many of them being yeah. played at once, it felt like we didn't really get to connect to any of them specifically. Yeah. And so that, I think, was kind of a disservice to the characters where they could have done just the first game mm-hmm. as a movie and really kind of gave us that whole experience of what goes down there, mm-hmm. you know, and then give us a sequel, which is the second game. 
you know, and you can tie it in however you want later. But like, it felt like I assume they just didn't want to give us what we already know of the games. Yeah. And it just feels like they kind of brushed over a lot of stuff they could have done. There was clearly characters absent as far as like the bio weapon Mm -hmm. creatures that like are kind of big parts of the timeline that they're in. Yeah. So I was a little confused why they didn't use those. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, one cool thing they did do was like in the games, like the big joke is like, well, they're dealing with bio creatures that like can infect you and turn you into like other creatures. Mm-hmm. Like how is it when they get, you know, scratched or attacked or whatever in the game, they don't just mutate and you, yeah. that's in the game. Yeah. You know, you have these herbs that you, you yeah. rub on your skin and you're and fine. You're fine. Right? Like yeah. So... They kind of have a narrative plot point in the story that kind of addresses why that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of fun and clever that they did that. Yeah. Just to kind of like make it feel grounded and realistic. Yeah. Even though it's this mo- like really out. It's still insane. Yeah. Like out of the ordinary scenario. Yeah. One of the problems I had with um, the characters was I felt like we did get a lot of, um, a lot of Claire. We got a lot of her backstory mm-hmm. if you will yeah i could see that um which was fine but i also feel like it still somehow wasn't enough it wasn't the parts mm-hmm. that i wanted and it was completely different too yeah like it's not even what we know and so like it's like not only are they focusing on something but it's like something that's like completely new yeah to anybody yeah and it didn't feel like it had a payoff in the end in yeah, my opinion it seemed like the parts we learned about like maybe half of it was necessary Maybe a third of it was necessary and half of it was useful. I have to assume it's for like the long game. If they go into yeah. go into the future with other movies, yeah, having it play out later on. But it just feels like they focus on things they didn't really need to focus on rather mm-hmm. than just giving us the moments, the iconic scenes or lines or mm-hmm. whatever that we wanted from these characters yeah. to like remind us how cool and fun they are. Yeah. I will say that Neil McDonough does such a good villain. Mm-hmm. I always... He was a, one of the big villains in Arrow whenever I was watching that. And he's just always... Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. Even sometimes whenever he seems like he's a good guy in a show, I'm like, I don't believe it. He's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. He just has a bad part yeah. of face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as far as, like, creatures go, I feel like they try... You could tell they tried to make sure there was a distinguished difference between the visual look of their... Zombie dogs, mm-hmm. known as Cerberus, mm-hmm. and the lickers, which are the the brainhead things, the brainhead creatures that yeah. climb on ceilings, and yeah, like they they looked okay, mm-hmm. but you could tell that their their goal was to make them look different enough that you didn't feel like they were just reusing what they've already done. Yeah, and I kind of feel like I preferred the look of some of the other. Like of them from the other movies, which mm-hmm. is like the one thing I would say I liked about those movies was their visuals were pretty good on some of the creatures. Yeah, that's true. But I get why they changed it up. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have nearly as much of a background with the series of video games as you mm-hmm. do. Um, I've I've experienced a couple of them uh, with you, <laughs> but I think that this definitely did a service to. Or it paid homage to the games in enough of a way that it wasn't like a huge shitstorm like the other Resident Evil movies. Yeah. I think this does the same thing for me where where it's like 
this is a decent starting point. Mm -hmm. I think they have work to do to make these better. Mm -hmm. I think they could focus on individual stories rather than meshing so much together in the future. Mm Because I feel like they are trying to set up more movies. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be. But like because of the potential, I'm not hating what I saw. And I think that they can grow with what they have. Do you think they'll have a movie eventually with Lady Dimitrescu in it? <laughs> Maybe it'll be exclusive to Pornhub. I don't know. <laughs> Might even already be there. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, is I don't really consider that Resident Evil. Yeah, I know. I know. It just technically has the name. So I, that's why I thought it was funny to bring up. But, um, yeah, and this was a much better version of Resident Evil. It just feels like they really put too much effort in some of the storytelling of like setting up the world they're in rather mm-hmm. than just let us see the world they're in. Mm-hmm. You know, like we got the trucker scene from the games where yeah. the, the trucker crashes and blows up in front of the police station, all that yeah. stuff. Like we got fun, iconic stuff, yeah. the Cerberus and mm-hmm. the the police station you know liquor on the ceiling we got yeah, all these fun yeah. moments and the trains yeah and exploring the mansion and whatnot yeah like we had fun moments that we you know speaking of the mansion and there's the moment you know even in the trailer where you see the zombie over the shoulder like leaning up and like looking to mm-hmm. behind it you know yeah. at, at chris and all that stuff and like mm-hmm. that's straight out of the video game that's mm-hmm. the first cut scene you see when you first find a zombie mm-hmm. and like there was fun little nostalgia things like that that i think really worked well but overall i think they tried to do too much with what they had mm-hmm. and it just it it stretched it thin okay instead of giving us a bunch of solid stuff that they could have done with each game as a movie we got the avengers team up but Bef- you know we we got justice the league. justice league we got justice yeah. league yeah for Resident Evil. Okay, but do you think it has potential? Do you think it should move forward? And, uh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. I, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Is like, I didn't hate what I saw. I think it could be better, but I didn't hate it. So it's for me, it's a test it. Okay. I, I'm i content with it. I, I want to see where they go forward with it, but I think it can it can be better. It was a test it for me as well. Um, I thought it was entertaining and all that, but it did have the scary parts, so... It wasn't... See, I don't even feel like it was all that scary. I feel like there was moments that were like... The weird thing is I like... I guess the atmosphere... It, they nailed the atmosphere of mm-hmm. Resident Evil. I will tell you that. They yeah. fucking nailed the Resident Evil atmosphere. You felt like you were in the settings that they put you in from the games. Yeah. The problem that I had with it is like there were parts of extended anticipation, right? Mm-hmm. But there was never a payoff. <laughs> At least, so, at least for me. And I kept, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, this is going to happen. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, oh, okay. I was just an idiot then. I think some moments it felt like it was pretty realistic feeling. But then other moments it felt very cheesy. Like, Mm -hmm. specifically, Lisa. Uh Like, I felt like her costume looked very cheap and, like, not really. You couldn't take her seriously as a character in this world. Yeah. Whereas other ones I felt worked well. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, overall I think it's a it's a test. It, it's if you're a fan, you'll I guess you'll either love it or hate it. Yeah. Depending how you know committed you are to Resident Evil. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's 
anything mind-blowing, but it's certainly better than what we've had with the other movies. Yes. That's my final verdict. All right. So we won't be having a gaming section this week because we talked your ears off already about the Spider-Man trailer. Um, And we're getting back into the motion of things, so hopefully we'll resume our regular episodes uh, next time. But thank you for listening to our TV movies, and um, please leave us a review. Follow us on all the things. We've got Twitter, at DTFpod, Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction. Um, You can send us an email directly to DTFpod at gmail.com, or you can check us our website on DTFcast.com. All right, well, that's it for episode 113 of Dissecting This Fiction. Yep. Bye-bye.